Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. 33303, let's go. Great band. They were a great band. Do you remember 303? them? 303? 303, yeah. Are they still around? Who knows? Let's bring back punk rock. We'll look into that. Neil, how's it going? I'm good, Josh. Excited to talk about a lot going on in the sports world today with you. Yeah, absolutely. we got some breaking news that you may or may not heard, have heard, and we're going to break it for you on the podcast. Here. Break it down. Break it down. Um, but should we get started with some losers of the week? Let's do it. Let's get started. Loser. All right, start us off, Neil. Well, my loser of the week uh, came from last night's Blue Jays game. Uh, it is the White Sox manager, Tony Larusa. And for those of you who don't already have a hatred for Tony Larusa, Tony Larusa is a legendary coach. He's a legendary manager, formally managing uh, the great team of the early 2000s and mid 2010s uh, of the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals, Tony Larusa. So. Tony Russa last night got caught on camera after Lance Lynn pitched um, right down the middle to Vladdy Guerrero, and which led to his single to tie the game up. After the inning, Tony Larusa for like explicitly laid into his rookie catcher as soon as he got back to the dugout. And like, like let's be honest here. Earlier this season, he did the exact same thing that sent Yerman Mercedes who was lighting up the league at the beginning of the season, sent him down because, you know, like he wasn't, he went through a stretch where he wasn't playing well. And then he still hasn't been called up even after tearing up triple a. So I can only imagine what's going to happen to this young rookie. And these are two rookies. You can't be, you can't be demoralizing these rookies at such a young age, have a conversation with them. Don't just show them up and literally like berate him in front of your entire team. That's not going to help anyone's confidence and this young catcher, uh, C.B. Zavala, who apparently didn't look into the dugout and see what they wanted to do with uh, Vladimir Guerrero, got badly chewed out. So my loser of the week, Tony Larusa. So he chewed him out because the catcher didn't look for the signal from the dugout? For what they wanted to do. I guess they wanted <laughs> to like just walk him and then face the batter after Vladdy Guerrero. And instead, at, on a 3-0 count... Um, Lance Lynn pitched something in the strike zone where Vladdy hit it and hit a single to tie the game up. So, I mean, wow, yeah, that's not crazy. how you coach. That's not how you, that's one of the reasons I hate John Tortorella so much. Uh, who's now not even going to be a coach in the NHL, but yeah, you can't, you can't do that. that that's well, just also, like a toxic the, way of coaching. The pitch was badly located, I don't even think it was meant to be called down the middle. and what should have happened was Larissa should have chewed out the pitcher Lance Lynn instead of the rookie catcher. You know, that was, I don't think that, that the catcher was calling for it down the middle, but Vladdy Guerrero's hitting above 300. He's going to do the best with a pitch yeah. that he, he can hit, especially if, in a scenario to tie the game up. Yeah, you know, if Vladdy so, sees a pitch that he likes, he's going for it every single time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even when Lance Lynn got back to the dugout, he told Tony Larusa, 
when he got back into the dugout that it was on him. He was trying to throw a ball and it ran back over the plate. Yeah, that's that you can't coach like that. You can't. I, I agree with that loser. I didn't actually see um, that part yeah. of the game last night, but I mean, you want to have your teams back, right? You want to, but also use it as a coaching opportunity. Not saying, "Hey, look at me. I call the shots around here. I'm the yeah. legendary coach. Go fuck yourself. You're gonna get sent down to AAA if you don't." What a loser! So what a fucking loser! He's definitely a loser of the week. Yeah. All right, I have. A loser of the week. Um, let's say losers of the week. Uh, so last week, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a little bit of an anecdote here before I name my loser of the week. So last week, I went to a Blue Jays game, um, and you know we'd seen the Blue Jays games uh, on TV, obviously, and you 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 pan across the crowd, and no one's wearing a mask, and you think you know whatever, maybe they just have a drink in their hand, and maybe they just took a sip from it, they pulled their mask down, whatever. But then when you actually go to the games, you see how many of those actual people refuse to wear a mask at all times throughout this, like within the stadium, no matter how many times, like there are people with signs saying, please literally holding up these small signs saying, please put on your mask, please wear a mask. There's people being stopped saying, please just wear your mask. And then there's the people that fight back and say, no, I'm not going to wear my mask. I don't have to wear my mask. Well, actually, yeah, you do. When you bought your tickets, you checked off that you've agreed to the terms and conditions of being at Rogers Center. And one of the terms and conditions was that you have to wear your mask just when you're not being seated, when you're not seated. That's, I'm pretty sure that's all that says. Mm-hmm. But um, for, for Toronto to not have sports for so long and for us to have them back, like all of a sudden almost... You would think that there would be a level of respect, a level of patience for for everyone involved in making this happen for us again. You would think that these fans would be coming back saying, let's, you know, give these these workers and this team that's making this all happen the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not going to be an asshole and I'm just going to put on my mask when I'm told to put on my mask. Which is why one of the reasons why I'm, I'm happy that were the, the the Jays just announced that on September 13th and going forward after that date we'll be requiring um, a negative COVID test or uh, proof of vaccination in order to attend games, which I'm which I'm very happy about. People are going to be up in arms. People just if you want to see idiocy, just go read the comments to to any of these posts on Instagram or Twitter. Um, but it, it's pretty simple. If you don't want to wear your mask or you don't want to get a negative COVID test or be vaccinated, watch the games from home. If you want the privilege of going to see these games live, Mm -hmm. just don't be a douchebag. Don't be an asshole. So my losers of the week are are everyone that's going to these Blue Jays games, going to these live games, and being an asshole in front of the workers. And just, you know... They're ruining it for everyone. They're ruining it for everyone. They just... The the Blue Jays fought all season long to get back home and now yeah. they you fought know, like, so hard you know now they're it's going to be disappointing when this all goes to shit which in it in it inevitably it will go to shit yeah. if it continues this way it will no doubt go to shit and 
that is a loser of the week. That is one loser of the week. That's one losers big of the week. group of losers. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, the, the, the bar, uh, I think it's called Budweiser King Club or something like mm-hmm. that. That's actually in the Rogers Center. Yeah. Um, so you obviously know, like if you've been to a, a Blue Jays game, you know that they can't serve alcohol after the seventh inning. That's just a rule. That's always been a rule. Any Jays game you've ever been to, that's always been a rule. And there were people fighting that. Getting mad at the bartenders, getting yeah. mad at the the people behind the concession stands. Like, why can't I get alcohol from you right now? Well, it's the ninth inning, sir. Sit the fuck down. Yeah, know your role. Just, oh my God. If you're going to go to a game, don't be an asshole. It's pretty simple. Anyways, let's move on to our Toronto Blue Jays. Have you been to a game yet, Neil? Still have not been to a game. It's good. No, there's um, 40 games left on the season. Hopefully, I can get to one of them. I'm sure you'll get to one. I'm going to the one tonight, actually. Oh, it's right. the Chicago White Sox. I was invited, so I know you're working tonight. I was invited. <laughs> I would have invited you, but I was invited by t- like someone else bought me the tickets. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, the Blue Jays, Neil. What's going on with the Blue Jays right now? Playing like shit. They are playing I mean, yeah. like trash. They're they're two and eight in their last ten games. Uh, they've lost three straight series against teams non-playoff teams that they shouldn't be losing to yeah you know so they're losing ground right now in what is a very fucking tight playoff race between the yankees oakland athletics boston red sox even in their own division to a higher extent you know like they they're gonna have to play some winning baseball for the last 40 games here last 39 games now they've actually got to go They've got to win 27 of their last 39 games to, to have a chance to make the playoffs. Is that the official math of it? Yeah. I'm looking at it here because if, I mean, if we go with the pace that the other teams are going at, they've got to leapfrog over at least one of the Athletics or Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah. And the Red Sox and the Athletics are on pace for 90.72 wins. So for them to get to, to, to best that amount, they've, the Blue Jays have to go with 27 wins in their last 39 games to get there. 27 out of 39. I think they can do it. I it's you it's, think they can go 27 and 12 over the last. After stretch? looking at the last the last series and you know seeing how easily the the Jays can give up those 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 wins when they like you know they're in extra innings and they give up three runs in the top of the tenth. Yeah. To, on on nothing. I honestly think their bullpen may blow 12 games alone for them. Yeah. Not to mention the bats of the Blue Jays, the boppers, they've all gone cold. Yeah. You know, so they're nothing on this team is working right now, you know, except for, you know, they're having some strong starting pitching. But even Berrios, since coming over to the Blue Jays, he's being lit up. He got lit up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Like pretty badly right in the first inning. Yeah, they gave up 18 hits in total yesterday. Didn't even make it to the fourth inning. Um, Yeah, no. Okay, so real question. If they don't make the playoffs this this year, does Charlie Montoyo get fired? Yeah. I think so, too. He might be a coach's coach, but he hasn't... He's shown his, you know, like, his inexperience. He's shown his ability to not make smart decisions. He's... He's just not the coach that this team needs right now. You know, I'm not saying they need someone like Tony La Russa no, at all. No. I'm just saying they need someone who is a little bit more gritty, is, 
you know, making smarter decisions, who, you know, isn't as nice as Charlie Montoya. Toya. Um, I just feel like the Blue Jays, if they don't make the playoffs this season, there's going to be some changes in the offseason. There has to be. And it starts with the bullpen. The bullpen's lost them like 20% of their games that they've lost, at least. I think um, I think the team itself, like the, the, the offense we have is fine, I yeah. think. Um, the, the starting rotation, I think, is fine. Um, the bullpen needs to be fixed, and the coaching needs to be fixed as well. I don't think... Um, which I honestly like. I kind of we have Springer for the next six years. We've got Barrios for the next year at least. We've got all these players, all these great players for for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's okay if we don't make the playoffs this year. Um, I think we we can use the off season to go. I mean, it would be great. Don't get me wrong to make the playoffs this year. Like that would be amazing. We made the playoffs last year when we weren't even supposed to. Um, and we could very well go on a run for the rest of the season as they make the playoffs. Um, but I think, yes, the Charlie Montoyo is not the, the manager that's going to win us a World Series. I don't think that's the case. On, t- um, on top of that, you know, like this, if this team doesn't win this year, it just goes to show how bad this bullpen's been, you know? And yeah. like, look at this team on paper. Like we had what four four all stars between injuries and acquisitions and slumps. Injuries have derailed this team the entire year. George Springer has only played like a qu- less than a quarter of the season. Yeah, although he's probable, I think, right now to play tonight. Is he? That's what Montoya was saying. I thought he was week to week with a knee injury. Uh, I think the quote came out yesterday morning that uh, it's it's probable that Springer is going to be back tonight and. That might be them rushing him back because we're realizing how fast we're slipping. Um, I hope that's not the case, but but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, they need a seventy percent win rate over the last remaining games of the season. They're right now they're sitting at sixty four and fifty nine. They're five games over five hundred. I don't know. I I want them. They're, they're projected to win eighty five games right now, and they need to be projected to win ninety one or more. So I mean they've gotta they've gotta step it up right now, you know. Their their bats have to come alive. Vladdy Guerrero himself is in a, a bit of a slump right yeah. now as well. He's struggling the same way he did last year after the, the All Star game. He's struggling in the second half of the season. Yeah. So I don't know what they can do to help get him back to the way he was swinging the bat in the first half of the season, but I think he needs to sit out next year's All Star game. <laughs> It's the All Star Game, you know. He, like he was he wasn't in the in the home run competition. He took himself this year, out of the home but. run derby, but he still won um, MVP in the game. So I mean, like, take a fucking rest over <laughs> that weekend, Vladdy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and we are, you know, Montoyo is making some correct decisions, and he he sat Vladdy a couple times um, just to give him some rest. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. There's just some some ridiculous mistakes being made in, in all aspects of the, of the Jays. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull this thing together. Um, I'll give you a live update tonight when I'm at the game. Sorry, Neil. But, give me that live um, update. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll keep you guys posted. All right. Should we move on? Let's move on to some European footy, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's talk about some some news that broke kind of today. 
today, last night, about Mbappe. Mbappe. Um, well, we all know, or I'm sure you did uh, hear, that Real Madrid made a 160 million euro bid. A lot of money. For Mbappe. Yeah, this 22-year-old. And it was it was rejected, though. It was rejected immediately by PSG. And then we're hearing news now that from the director of PSG saying that it's clear to him that Mbappe wants to leave. And this is, you know, this is, I feel like this is uh, a shock because we, we just saw, you know, all the pictures, all the, all the news stories about Mbappe meeting up with Messi and them, you know, getting along so famously. And, and yeah, we saw the pictures of them like meeting and we were all excited for that big three in PSG. But now we're finding out what's actually happening behind closed doors is that Mbappe is thinking, now I have to share fucking the the front line, the, the striker line with the fucking best striker in the world, the best attacking midfielder, the best center fielder, the best striker in the world. And I guess Mbappe is not having that. So Mbappe wants to leave. You can't escape the, you can't escape the drama in European football. You really can't. There's always drama. There's always rumors. But there's actually some truth to what you just yeah. said, you know, that like the fact that Mbappe is 22, Neymar and Messi have played together in Barcelona, you know. So there's chemistry there. They they're happy to, you know, make it work again um, in that system. There's a lot of mouths to feed right now, and Mbappe is the one that's standing out right now who's he's 22. He hasn't even scraped the surface yet on what he could potentially be. Um, I just feel like he has an imminent move out of PSG. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. He's under contract for one more year there. Contracts mean nothing in European football. Yeah. No one ever pays attention to contract. Teams are like, you want to be out of this contract? Sure, have this team pay for it. We'll be fine. I don't think Mbappe wants to go to Madrid, though. Because I feel Mbappe... Apparently he does. No, he's rejected it. He's rejected a move to Madrid multiple times. And he doesn't want to, like, what I'm hearing, he doesn't want to go there. And he'd rather stay in PSG than go to Madrid because there's going to be so much pressure for this 22-year-old if he does go to Madrid. What do you think is going to happen when he goes there? The expectation on, on Mbappe is if he goes to Madrid to score 50 goals like Ronaldo did. That's what the expectation will be on Kylian Mbappe. I think he, he will have more of the spotlight in Madrid than he would in in PSG. That's what I think. I think that the pressure would be on him, yes. But the pressure is going... He wants that pressure. As a 22-year-old, obviously. like he's He wants that pressure. He wants to be... He's already won the championships. He wants that pressure. And he the pressure is right now off of him in PSG. Because yeah. they've got Messi and Neymar there. And they've got the big three. He's not going to have that same type of pressure that he had last year at PSG. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, there's already Neymar who resigned at thirty euros, thirty million euros a year. Thirty euros. That's, 30 a, that's, that's a, a discount. Solid deal for uh, PSG there. Wow. Um, PSG has a lot of mouths to feed. I don't even know how they're going to manage all these contracts on that team. But you look at someone like Real Madrid, let's say Mbappe does go there. He'd line up really well with Eden Hazard, who yeah. who they signed last year for 115 million euros. I feel like they could financially give 
Mbappe all the money he wanted if he went to Madrid. I would, me personally, I would hate to see him there, you know, but he's already scored 133 goals in 174 games since joining PSG from Monaco in 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens over the next month, but we'll, we'll probably know sooner rather than later what he does here. I was I was very excited to see Mbappe and Neymar and Messi alongside each other. Um, obviously, like on paper, that looks fantastic, but clearly, there's more things happening in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, speaking of things happening in the dressing room, Ronaldo wants out of Juve. And yeah. There was reports saying that he wanted to stay. That he spoke to the team. He's like he's happy staying in Italy, staying in in uh, Juventus. Just continuing to, you know, score some goals for them and as their lead striker. But lo and behold, that's not true at all. Who the fuck knows what happens in tabloids? I think people just make shit up. Ronaldo has come out on record and said that he wants out. Yeah. He's no longer, he's not going to be training with them. He doesn't want to start games anymore. He doesn't start games anymore. He doesn't want to be on that team whatsoever. Sparking fuel and more rumors goddamn european soccer with the with the rumors it's all about the rumors it's all about the drama like all these big players always think they can just request a move at any point and just be out of there that i mean that goes for any big player in any big sport they they always think that they can Mm -hmm. just like call the shots themselves yeah well today's rumors are high on sugary drinks and they're going insane so what is the rumor with ronaldo the rumor is that Manchester City are very much in on a Ronaldo bid, and Ronaldo is very much interested in going to Manchester City. And let me just say, as a lifelong Manchester United fan, if Ronaldo goes to Manchester City, and I'm sure that a lot of United fans agree with me on this, no matter what he's done for United, no matter how many trophies he won for United, if you go to Manchester City... You will become the most hated man in Manchester. Yeah. I don't care what you've done for us. If you remember, we were talking about it before the show. Carlos Tevez won a literal Champions League with United. Won countless Premier Leagues with United. I then went to Manchester City. And even after he left Manchester City and went on to Juventus, he was... The most booed man in Manchester every single game he came here to came to Old Trafford in Manchester. So it doesn't matter what you've done for the club in the past. If you go to Manchester City, if you go to Liverpool, you will be booed regardless. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens here. He's going. And I'll tell you why. (sighs) No one else can afford his massive contract. No one else no one wants else. to. He was he was linked. Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo was linked to PSG before Messi signed with them. Yeah, I know. No longer is the case. Can you imagine if Messi and Ronaldo teamed up? That's what I was just about to say. What if Mbappe leaves? Yeah. And in order to fix the the trifecta up top at PSG, they go out and they bid for Ronaldo. Who's going to play striker on that team? Who's going to play the the center forward? It's going to be like the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. All three? (laughs) Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Whenever there's a ball in the middle, they'll be pushing each other out of the way to get to it. Yeah, City, 
City have lost Aguero over the season. Um, they just swung and missed on Harry Kane. City did. You know, City That's is trying to... Because they paid 100 million for Graylish. I love Graylish. Don't get me wrong. He's not a hundred million so euro Pe- player. Pep Guardiola is looking for a striker right now. So I I feel like since because they yeah they went out and signed Grealish, because they they missed on Harry Kane. We'll get to him in a second. Because they missed on him, because they let Aguero sign with Barca. I feel like they they kind of have to go out and get a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, you can Ugh. say all you want being a United fan, but Ronaldo doesn't give a shit. I'm always going to be biased. He doesn't give a shit. I'm always going to be biased. Ronaldo wants to play for a top-tier team and win more championships. That's all he cares about. It was always said, always, always, always. Um, the question always comes up of, yeah. you know, are you, Ronaldo, going to ever go back to Manchester United? You know Ronaldo is the LeBron of European football. No, Ronaldo's a piece of shit. LeBron <laughs> is not. Ronaldo's a piece of shit. Um, for multiple reasons that we're not going to get into on the on the show today, but Ronaldo's a piece of shit. Have you seen his commercial for um, which one, Neil? His latest commercial that he did for Theragun. No, I didn't. Like the massage commercial, the massage gun commercial. No, it is so fucking hilarious. I mean, it's not meant to be hilarious, but I was laughing my ass off watching it. Just he's just weird. He's just like sitting on a couch in the seductive position, just having this machine that's pumping his leg yeah you know like it's massage gun so yeah. like he's just sit, sitting in these very seductive positions and just massaging his body oh, I hate that and that's so all much. the commercial is that's it that's the entire commercial i fucking hate him <laughs> i hate him so much uh let's i let's move on uh we'll, we'll monitor this we'll 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 see what happens um if he goes to manchester city i'll hate him even more uh, but speaking of Manchester City's failures, Harry Kane has said today that he is fully committed to Tottenham. He is back at training and he is fully committed committed to the cause at Tottenham. Well, yeah, he came in and played 20 minutes against Molineux on Sunday and he could make his first home appearance for them on Thursday. Yeah. So, I mean, he's back. He's fully back for Spurs. Um, we'll see what happens. The, the thing is, with, with fans being back in the stadium, um, you know, like, I don't know, do, do the fans give him a welcoming reception when after he says that he, he's, he wants to stay? Or do they give him, like, a mediocre reception because he obviously wanted to leave? It, it's like, I don't know, it's like the lead singer of a band leaving, trying to go solo, selling nothing, being terrible... And then coming back to the band, being like, hey, can you guys have me back? Since my- Messi did the exact same thing in Barcelona. And what did know, he do? But- he came back and he was committed and fans still loved him. Yeah, but Messi is Messi. Messi is the reason Barcelona is where they are right now, currently. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane has not really won anything with Tottenham. They've not done anything. They've, they've Sure, they've made the Champions League. They finished top four, top three. But they've never won anything with Harry Kane. Yeah, I think I think Harry Kane's worry needs to be with the team that he's playing on. Yeah, you know, like you're gonna sit, you're gonna try and force this move to City, and it goes sideways, and now you're coming back. Awkwardly what does that? What does that, what does that tell the team? It tells the team that hey, like you don't, you don't, you don't believe in us. You don't want to play here. He has a lot to. He's a, he has a lot to make up in terms of face value. Like 
the way he's seen on this team with Tottenham than he does anywhere else. Worry about the fans second. Score goals, the fans will love you. Yeah, of course. But your team, who has your back, who has had your back since you started playing for this squad, that's who you need to make it up to, right? If I it, on this podcast, if I say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave your ass. I'm going to another <laughs> podcast." Doesn't work out, and I come back to you. I'm like, "Hey, Josh, you want to do some more episodes?" I'll be like, I would "Go to, fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neil. I mean, like, ESPN came a call in. Like, Neil, we want you. Okay, if ESPN comes to call you, that's a different story. But if that deal falls through, and I'm like, Josh, let's go back. Let's, let's shoot our thoughts some more. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> fix it. Fix it first. You gotta fix it behind closed you doors. Gotta mend first. that relationship oh, first. Yeah. You know, I gotta take you out to a few Blue Jays games. Take you to the Budweiser Club. Hundred percent. You know, is take 100%. it to take it to the steakhouse. You gotta give me all your picks in our fantasy draft, like <laughs> it's gotta be something like that. It's first be, round pick. I'll give you my first rounder for the next three years. I gotta be wind and dined, you know. There you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna monitor the Harry Kane situation uh, closely. We'll see. We'll see how that how that plays out. Um, do we want to get into our new segment, Neil? Hell yeah, I do. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's go. It's our fantasy pickup of the week. F-Pow. F-Pow. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, each each week we're going to – each week or every other week. I haven't decided yet. We're going to give you uh, some fantasy advice, um, how to win your fantasy league, how to – and it's not going to be just football, but it's going to be uh, just fantasy in general because fantasy sports are a big part of watching sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get started with um, some news coming out of the NFL. Travis Etienne, some terrible news that he's uh, what? What was the name of the fracture? The I don't even, can't even remember. It was a it had a funny name to it. It was a fracture in his knee though. Like he, yeah, and like this as soon as it happened, we like all experts thought he would be out for multiple weeks. Yeah, no one thought it was as devastating as it is. And yeah, um, he's gonna miss the entire season now. But As yeah, I mean, rookie. like he, Liz Frank injury is what Liz it's Frank. So he's out with a Liz Frank injury Sounds for the like entire year. He got he got placed. He got placed on the IR, which ends the season early. It just sucks because they they use such high draft capital on him, and he was potentially going to take over the lead uh, role, kind of as a one A running back in um, Jacksonville with. James Robinson, but um, here we are. It would have been nice to see Etienne and you know the, the the stud quarterback Trevor Lawrence team up as rookies and start to you know develop some chemistry. We won't see that at least until next season. Yeah, we, I was excited to see that connection between the two of them. Um, some other news: uh, Sony Michelle has been traded, which which has some which has some effect here. Not Sony. Sony Michelle, yeah. Sony Michelle from the New England New England Patriots. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good deal for both teams, you know, because um, what we've seen from New England over this, you know, off season and and preseason games is they have depth at the running backs uh, position. So I thought, you know, are you Michelle about New England, or are you talking about New England? Okay, yeah, they have depth. You know, having guys like Brandon Bolden, James White. Um, you know, they, they have Richardson, who's really broken out over this preseason. And now they have, you know, their starter and likely, uh, you know, bell cow running back, at least for the rushing game, in Damian Harris. So 
Sony Michelle. Oh, you mean Cam Newton at the goal line? Or Cam Newton at the goal line. All right. Yeah. Continue. Sony Michelle was kind of like the odd man out because he plays the exact same state um, type of football that Damian Harris does, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't do it as well. Um, so I thought he was a great cut candidate before, but here comes uh, Bill Belichick trading him for a couple late round selections. Yeah, which, um, so he's traded to the Rams, mm-hmm. and everyone was very excited about Daryl Henderson, the running back, the running back one for the Rams. Yeah. Because with Cam Akers going down, um, he's going to miss the season. Daryl Henderson, it looked like he had he had the floor to himself. He was going to get the the first down touches. He was going to get the 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 goal line touches. You know, he he was the running back one, no questions asked. And now with Sony Michelle coming over from New England, the, it looks like Daryl Henderson's draft ADP is going to go down. Um, so he's going. That's to, how it affects. It affects Daryl Henderson. Yeah, exactly. Most. He's he's going to fall down quite a bit now. And Damian Harris is probably takes a slight bump here yeah same with james white in new england um but yeah no it's uh and it, it sucks at this point because we're getting all of this news in the week literally right before the season starts mm-hmm. um so if you've done your draft already it's it's really a shame because you you've probably spent up on on a daryl henderson and now his his value really and his yeah his fantasy value is, has dropped significantly here um so yeah, but it the thing the, the thing about doing your draft early is there's still so many questions to be to be answered before the season starts. And there's a lot of teams right now that that still don't have a starting quarterback. Yeah, there are. There's still a lot of This is why, you know, last year we didn't see a preseason. This is why I feel like preseason's very important for these teams especially who 100%. still have no real clue who their starting quarterback's going to be. We did find out one today. Breaking right before one, our, our podcast. One this morning. One can be settled. So breaking news, Jacksonville has named Trevor Lawrence as their week one starter. Which in other news, water is wet. Uh, clouds are in the sky. No Gardner Minshew competition. You don't want to see Gardner Minshew this year? I don't know. I don't think so. Not uh, after you pick uh, quarterback first overall. Um, but there are some other some other teams that have yet to pick a quarterback. And Neil and I are here in our fantasy pickups of the week segment to to try and weed through that that smoke there. Let's try and decipher all this information that's coming our way out of preseason games. Let's give you some information here. Uh, let's start off with New Orleans. Yeah. What are, what are your opinions? Who do you think the starting quarterback is going to be and how will that affect where you pick up certain players. I think coming into Monday, uh, this topic, this battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston might have been a coin toss. It could have been, could have gone either way. I truly believe through and through that Jameis Winston is a way better quarterback. You know, mind you, he does have a stain on his record throwing 30 interceptions in one season. However, he is the best quarterback on this team. You know, it was against Jacksonville that they, you know, he went 9 of 10, passed for 123 yards, chucked it downfield, you know, had that 43-yard touchdown with Marquez Callaway. Another great pickup if you have him on your waivers. Um, uh, Winston, it was projected that that ball had traveled 55 yards in the air that he threw. 
No other quarterback has thrown for that hard or that far since Drew Brees in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that opens up a new dimension for this team that they need. You know, last year we saw a little bit of Taysom Hill and what he could do. And we saw that he could not throw the ball properly, effectively, efficiently. But he can run the ball. He can run the ball. So what I think is going to happen here, I think Jameson has the advantage. He will be named the starter very mm-hmm. soon. But what I think will happen is James Winston is going to lose red zone carries into the end zone. He's going to lose red yes. zone. Um, he's, he's not going to get those touchdowns. They're probably going to bring in Taysom Hill within the red zone and let him finish it off. Taysom Hill is still going to have the same kind of impact he had when Drew Brees was there. He would yeah. come in on like a third down or a fourth down conversion or something like that. Yeah. Um, and some touches in the red zone. Um, but yes, I agree. Jameis Winston will be the starter for the New England, New England, New Orleans Saints. Uh, what about Sam Fran? My God, Trey Lance looks unbelievable. He is so good. He is my new sleeper. If he's available in the later rounds, I'm giving away my my tactic to you, Neil. But um, I will be looking after Trey Lance in the later rounds for sure, because our our league is a two QB league. Um, you definitely want to make sure you get Trey Lance in your later rounds um, because he, I think, will, is going to have a better season than Trevor Lawrence. They took him three, uh, third overall this past um, you know, draft, and they traded up to go get this guy. I know. You know, San Fran traded up, gave away future first-rounders future to, to go get Trey Lance. They you knew who they were getting. They knew who they wanted. If you don't think Trey Lance is going to be starting sooner rather than later, then you haven't. No idea what's going on. I feel Jimmy G will start week one. That's my opinion as well. Jimmy Garoppolo will start. I feel Jimmy G will start week two. And if he falters in week one... In any of those games. If he falters in game two... Yeah. It's Trey Lance time. And like Trey Lance just brings a new dimension to this team. The way that NFL quarterback uh, game is, is moving to is you have to be mobile. Yeah. You look at all the, the draft picks that are coming in, right? You look at the best quarterbacks in the league. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray yeah. Josh Allen. These are all mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, the gate the the era of the pocket passer is over. Yeah. You know, you have to have pocket presence, but you have to be mobile. You have to be able to get out of there and yeah. still find your target. Joe Burrow. Like these are all mobile quarterbacks, right? Hundred yeah. percent. So I think Trey Lance will be the starter by week three. That's my prediction. That's a good prediction. I think a similar thing we're going to see happen in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cam Newton is going to start the season. Cam Newton, they brought him back on a one-year deal again. He's going to start the season, um, but we're going to see Mac Jones. Maybe not as soon as Trey Lance, but Mac Jones will be starting some games for New England this season. Yeah, the Patriots are really frustrated with Cam Newton right now. Everyone's um, frustrated with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's out for the, at least a week um, because, quote-unquote, he had a misunderstanding of COVID protocols. For the, the second year in a row, I think he was out two times last year with COVID protocol. And then we're starting the season again. So we, we might see Mac Jones earlier because of the frustration with Cam Newton. Um, the translation of that, just for anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about when I say misunderstanding of COVID protocols, think of it like this. It's like you go to work. And you're half an hour late and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I read my schedule wrong. I didn't realize that I was 
supposed to start at five o'clock. I had a misunderstanding of my schedule. I had a misunderstanding of my schedule. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it translates to. Obviously, if you're a manager of this employee, if you're the Patriots and you're managing Cam Newton, you're pissed off. Yeah, you clearly you know? didn't read what we, or you didn't understand, you yeah. didn't listen to what we fucking told you. Exactly. And now what this does, by default, it opens up the door for Mac Jones. Mac Jones has looked good this preseason. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. Mac Jones is waiting in the wing. I would still stay away from both of these quarterbacks in, in fantasy drafts. Um, you can you can easily pick up either of them. I don't know why you would want to pick up Cam Newton, but you can pick up either of them off your waiver wire as the season goes on. Um, what about Chicago? Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields. What do you think is going to happen here? I Andy Dalton will start. I mean, they went and got him in this offseason. Um, he will start. Uh, did you see what happened in the preseason game with Andy, uh, the fans trying to boo Andy Dalton off the field? Yeah. I'm interested to see if that translates into the regular season. I, I'm interested to see if that actually will happen in the regular season. Because Justin Fields actually had to come out and defend <laughs> Andy Dalton. It's like him coming out to defend his dad, saying, Hey, my dad's a good guy. You guys leave him alone. Like That's what this felt like. I think this there's... A 0% chance Andy Dalton is a starter by October. And I feel like this is just inevitable where <laughs> Justin Fields will be the starter. But you Who know, are they before... playing the first game? They're, I'm pretty sure they're playing the Rams. I'm pretty sure Andy Dalton has to go toe-to-toe with that Rams defense in his first game for the Bears. Dalton is going to get absolutely destroyed. He's going to get destroyed. He's, he's going to get sacked 22 times in that game. Aaron Donald will literally snap him in half. He will. But and I feel Justin Fields will be trying not to laugh on the sidelines while yeah. trying to tell the audience to. Justin Fields will be a great quarterback. I just fear. Did you see that hit on Justin Fields? Where it he I did. got hit so hard that his helmet came flying off and his headband as well his like little bandana that he wears yeah, around yeah. his head came flying off his head as well i feel he is one of those hits away from being out for the season for being out for the season so, and then we'll and see a lot more of andy dalton andy dalton who just one year ago was noted as the best backup quarterback in the league when he backed up uh dak prescott in dallas but so when andy dalton came on when uh, Dak went down. He looked like trash. He looked like trash. So, I mean, Andy Dalton, let's not forget, he can play football. He played for the Bengals for so many years, and he looked great for right. so many years. He also got really badly injured last season. Yeah. So, so. I feel, you know, he there's a, 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 you know, a chance that we see Andy Dalton come out and light the, lead up, light the league up. But, you know, I, I feel like that's very un, unlikely. Uh, we got two more teams to talk about right before we wrap up the show. Um, Denver, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a much better quarterback than Drew Locke. That I situation, think. I feel, is the most complicated still right now. Because um, Drew Locke is obviously the younger guy. Teddy Bridgewater is the the veteran here. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater will start until he either gets injured or... Stay away from both these guys. Stay away I, from I both of them. Yeah, I... For sure. That's my advice. Yeah. There are some quarterbacks, some teams that you just want to kind of, you can stream them if they're going to be against like a really terrible defense. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, you don't need to, there's no reason to draft these players for sure. Um, Then Philly, 
Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Pretty straightforward there, Neil. Uh, don't do not dare draft Joe Flacco. Don't pick no. him up. Don't even look at him. Put a do not add to my team function on your team if you can, so you don't get too hammered and pick him up randomly one day. Yeah. But Joe Flacco. <laughs> Just make your name. Do not add Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Make your fantasy team name. Do not add Joe yeah. Flacco. Yeah. Might just um, call it Fuck Flacco. How about that? Fuck Flacco. <laughs> you have to think about that for a second. FF, Fuck Flacco. Uh, yeah, no, Jalen Hurts. Did you see what Flacco did in his one opportunity to showcase what he can do when Jalen Hurts was injured last game? No. Jalen Hurts so sat out with like an abdominal injury last game. Mm-hmm. He He's still able to play week one. Uh, I don't think he'll be injured by then. But Jalen Hurts won by not even playing. He won this this battle. This is how <laughs> Joe Flacco's day went. So if you didn't watch a game, this is the case that Joe Flacco made. He went, this is drive summary. He went fumble, punt, punt, downs, punt, end of half. Nice. No red zone for him. That's how it went. It's so fucked. Yeah, he, I, I don't know. I, Joe Flacco, I think, clearly knows that his role on this team is a glorified backup quarterback. Water boy. Slash water boy. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. So we'll we'll see him on the sidelines. I'm yeah. sure he'll be he'll be talking to Jalen Hurts as much as he can on the sidelines to give him some advice, but I think that's the most we'll see of of Joe Flacco. Um, All right. so that wraps up our show for the day. Hopefully you guys uh, took a lot from our new segment, F Pow. Fantasy pickups of the week. Hey, yeah. and for all of you who have fantasy drafts coming up this weekend, this week, uh, good luck to you. Uh, we would love to hear how your teams look. Uh, just shoot us a message on Instagram or Twitter yeah. or uh, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Uh, we will see you again next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.